You are now listening to the Conversation Room podcast with Reese Alisa. Step into the Conversation Room because we have a lot to talk about. Enjoy. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Conversation Room podcast with Reese Alisa. How is everyone? I hope y'all have had a wonderful weekend. I hope y'all are having a wonderful week whenever, wherever you are listening to this podcast. So I am super excited to introduce a new segment to the Conversation Room podcast. Over the next couple of weeks, I will slowly start introducing new segments under the same umbrella as the Conversation Room. So the first segment to kick things off is the Conversation Crime Room Podcast. Hey, I am so excited. Not to confuse y'all, okay? Not to confuse y'all. This is a segment that's under the Conversation Room, so it is all the same. So I'm not going to have multiple different podcasts. It's just going to be one podcast with different segments that fall under the conversation room. So to kick things off, to kick the first episode off of the Conversation Crime Room podcast, we're going to talk about a case that has happened in my home state of Mississippi. We are going to discuss the death of Avis Banks and her unborn child. On the night of... November 29th, 2006, Avis Banks, who was a daycare worker, was found shot and dead in her garage of her home in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Her body was discovered by her fiancé, Keon Pittman, and it appeared as if a perpetrator had kicked in their back door of their home. So to give you all a timeline of everyone involved in this case, I'm going to break down a brief description of each individual. So Avis Banks is from Vicksburg, Mississippi. She was described as a smart and beautiful person. She was the first person in her family to graduate from college. She loved working with kids. She got a degree in early childhood development. And she recently moved to Ridgeland, Mississippi with Keon. And she got a job at a daycare center, and she had dreamed of owning her own daycare center one day. She was in a relationship with Keon Pittman. They started dating in 2004, and he was a teacher at Chastain Middle School. He was also one of the basketball coaches at the middle school. Avis and Keon were engaged, and they were expecting their first child in 2006. They were planning to get married the following February, But, however, Avis will never live to see that day. And Keon was described as a womanizer. He loved ladies. He loved the women. He was a big flirt. And he could tell a woman anything, and she would instantly fall in love with him. But Avis never knew about Keon's secret lover, who was Carla Hughes. Carla Hughes met Keon at Chastain Middle School, where she was a language arts teacher. The two started having sexual relations, and Carla knew that Keon was engaged to Avis, and she also knew that Avis was pregnant as well. 
Carla and Keon would occasionally hook up at Carla's home. Okay, so so Carla is originally from Greenville, Mississippi. And Carla moved from Greenville to accept the job at Chastain Middle School because it was uh, better. It was a better pay and it was out of that area that she lived in. So Carla and Keon would occasionally hook up at Carla's home in Jackson, Mississippi, and they will also hook up at Keon and Ava's home whenever Avis was either out of town or just away for such amount of hours. While they were at work, Carla would pass notes to Keon at school and refer to him as her future husband. But Keon would later say that it was only six and he had no future plans to be with Carla. Outside of Keon working at the middle school, he also had a part-time job at a restaurant called On the Border, where Carla would be known as one of Keon's regular customers. Carla and Keon would take trips back to Carla's hometown of Greenville, Mississippi, and from time to time, she would introduce him to her family as her friend. On November 29, 2006, Avis worked a few hours over her normal schedule before she went home for the night. While in the car, she called Keon to ask him what he wanted for dinner that evening. She explained to him that she was really exhausted from working and all she wanted to do was go to bed because Avis was, Avis had just entered out her second trimester of her pregnancy. Keon told Avis he would bring home dinner since he had to stay late at the school for basketball practice that night. Her normal routine was that she got the mail and entered through her garage to get inside of the home. She would also wait until the garage door fully closed before leaving her vehicle. Well, this particular night, when Avis left her vehicle, this will be the last night that Avis was alive. Once Avis entered her home, she was shot and stabbed multiple times. Her body laid in the garage for three hours before it was discovered. Keon Pittman returned home from basketball practice, and even though he normally never entered through the garage, he always entered through the front door. This particular night, he decided to enter through the garage. He opened the garage, and he found Avis lying on the floor dead. She had been shot, stabbed, and she still had the mail and her keys in her hand. She had multiple gunshot wounds, and her throat had been slashed. Her pants were also pulled down a little, but the police ruled out sexual assault. Once Keon found his fiance lying on the ground dead, he called his secret lover, Carla, to tell her what happened. All right, you guys, I know you all are enjoying this episode, but we'll be right back after a message from our sponsors. All right, you all, welcome back. After Keon called Carla to tell her what happened to Avis, he then runs to the nearby neighbor's house, banging on their door to get them to call the police. Now, Keon did have his cell phone on him the entire time because he made a call to Carla when he found Avis dead but he runs to his neighbor's house to have them to contact local authorities which was a red flag 
Also, the back door of Avis and Keon's home had been kicked in, and the killer tried to make the house look like it be- looked like that it was being robbed. The drawers in the master bedroom had all been open, but the flat screen TVs, all the electronic devices were all still in the same place. Keon Pittman was brought in right away and apparently was wailing and making gruntle noises, but not crying or showing any emotions that his fiance and his unborn child were dead. He also was talking to someone on the phone and were referring to them as babe. They also brought Carla Hughes in, Keon's girlfriend, in for questioning. At first, Carla denied her relationship with Keon, but she would later say that they did have sexual relations, and that was it. Carla was also asked if she owned a gun, and she told the local authorities that she did not own a gun. A few days later, a cousin of Carla named Patrick Nash came forward to the authorities and told them that Carla had borrowed his 38 caliber five-shot revolver from him. He said when she borrowed it, it had five bullets in it, and when she returned it, it was empty. He also said she borrowed a knife, but it was never returned. Carla later told the police she borrowed the gun and knife to protect herself because her apartment in Jackson, Mississippi, was broken into once before. In October 2009, the prosecutors believed the motive for Avis' murder was so Carla could finally be with Keon. Avis had this wonderful life. She just bought a brand new home with her fiancé. They were getting ready to have a baby, and Carla wanted that. Earlier in Carla's life, she was engaged, but the day of the wedding, her fiancé caught the entire thing off, and she was also pregnant at the time of her potential wedding day. The gun that Carla borrowed was confirmed to be the murder weapon. Her shoes matched the shoes that were left on the door that was kicked in on Avis and Keon's back door and Carla had made some calls around 537, 604, and 605 that showed she was in the area of the murder scene. Carla's attorney blamed it all on Keon. They said Keon was a womanizer and didn't want to be tied down with a wife and baby. Keon testified and said that Carla became a stalker after they ended their sexual relationship. On October 13, 2009, Carla Hughes was found guilty on both counts of capital murder. She is currently serving two consecutive sentences of life without parole at the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility in Pearl, Mississippi. To this day, Carla still proclaims her innocence and said that she was framed for the entire murder of Avis Banks. Keon has since moved out of Mississippi and is now married to another woman and has children. All right, you guys, I hope you all enjoyed this first episode of the Conversation Crime Room podcast. Tell me what you think about this case. Do you think Carla was framed? Do you think Keon had something to do with it? Do you think Keon set Carla up to kill his fiance? Tell me what you think. You can always tweet me at Elisa on Twitter, and let's get the conversation going. 
But I thank you all for listening to the Conversation Crime Room podcast. And I will talk to y'all in another episode. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Conversation Room podcast with Luis Elisa. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms at The Conversation Room. Follow our hosts at Reese Elisa on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to send us an email, Reese Elisa Podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Convo listeners.